0: We rummaged through the sicko satchel in the first segment, and boy, it is a doozy. After that, we'll finish up the player recaps with Jalen McDaniels and Teo Maladone, all today on Locked On Hornets. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Not in the minute, we
1: laugh. We laugh. We laugh.
0: It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods, and that does include YouTube. That's Doug Branson. Follow his work. On everyhornetsboxscore.com, where he provides his Substack. The laugh gets me too. You've been doing a lot of silly stuff that's been making me laugh recently, and uh, uh, just
1: trying to keep the energy up, okay? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know we're we're trying to get excited here about this lottery. I'm trying to make all the bad thoughts go away. I'm trying to really focus, stay positive, stay number one minded, Wimby minded. I've been I've been eating baguettes uh, all week. Okay, <laughs> um, have not pooped <laughs> in a week. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's going to all be worth it. It's all going to come out on Tuesday all at one time when we get women. Mm.
0: Just do it before the live show. Don't wait. You know, just <laughs> that would be bad. live show will be explosive, folks. Oh, man. Make sure you watch out all across the country. <laughs> I'm Walker Mail. You can find me on WFNZ. Listen to me every weekday. FM from 12 to 3 PM. I was in a group chat. uh, My buddies were texting about, Hey, if it's not Wimby, could it be scoot? Like, do you want him? Brandon Miller friends were providing their big boards. And all I found myself doing was, um, just daydreaming about Wimby on this team, Doug, It, it did go to that. Like I was in there defending scoot. You and I are both big old scoot fans. We, we both like scoot. We're scooting in the second overall selection. If that's where they land. But I did find myself, like Mark Williams at, at the five and Wimby at the four, having the longest wingspan ever where you have Wimby who can just guard a pick and roll all by himself. I'm not sure you need another defender to guard a pick and roll, which is just remarkable. But if you do, we have the guy that has a seven, nine standing reach back there somewhere to protect the rim. I, I daydream about all the arms and, and Lamello six, seven point guard. Can I interest you in that? I just, I'm sorry. I know we got to get to the satchel, but I'm I'm daydreaming. I'm excited, and uh, here I am talking to Wimby.
1: Well, yeah, it so means I'm- immediate national attention for this franchise. Mm. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it will mean national attention. It's going to mean more national TV games, and I'll tell you what. It's also going to mean Walker. Yeah. I think it's a pretty. It's pretty much a guarantee that it's going to mean a Christmas Day game for the Charlotte Hornets as soon as next season, if they get Wimby because they're the only team that is yet to have a Christmas game. And I would hate if we got some like pity Christmas day game where it's like, all right, well, we got to give it to the Hornets because they haven't had one. So we'll put them up against the Pacers or something as like the first game when nobody's watching. I don't want it to be that. I would love if it's Wimby versus Scoot on Christmas, that'd be pretty special.
0: Yeah. Doug, let me tell you, though, to continue to go down this conspiracy, you are guaranteeing it. I think that's probably the right move because this year the NFL is taking over Christmas day. They have three games on on Christmas day. So the one time that the Hornets would get a Christmas day game, you better believe the NFL is going to come in and take all of your viewers that so it would make a lot of sense. I think that's a I think that's a great guarantee by you. Um, speaking of Wimby, let's go to the first question in the sicko satchel. I want to get to all of them. I like all of them. Trey wrote in hypothetical. Wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I apologize. This is my fault. Doug has been hard at work. I saw him in the community section of the YouTube page asking for more sicko satchel questions. That is what allowed us to get some of these great ones. He's also been in the lab working on an open for the sicko satchel, because this thing is going to ride us out this entire off season. It's going to be fantastic. So Doug, why don't you play us the debut of the intro of the sicko satchel?
1: Okay. Before I do that, I know you just did a great job leading in in a very radio professional way. <laughs> oh, it was, I, I could feel the beats just neutered. And I know, the, the, <laughs> I know you wanted me to drop it right there, but I just have to take oh. a moment to say, I've been turning knobs I've been pushing mm-hmm. buttons. I've been utilizing all of my musical, vibey expertise. Because right. what this Sicko Satchel is, for those just tuning in, is our version of a mailbag, because nobody needs another mailbag. But to, to cheer for the Hornets is somewhat of a mental illness at this point. You have to be a little bit mentally ill to continue to cheer for this team. You have to be a Sicko. And so this Satchel is full of Sickos. Who I challenge people on YouTube. I'm like, give me your sickest questions. I want this dripping with sickness. Like I cannot stop watching this team. I can't stop caring about Cody Martin, and I need you to answer this question. So these are the these are the absolute sickest questions, and I want you to keep them coming on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com forward slash Lockdown Hornets, on the community page. Okay, now that we've done that, I will do the thing that you did. Now we're going to take a quick break.
0: We'll come back in just a moment. Locked on. I'm sorry. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I'm going to chop the the talk up and hit the beats so that we can play the debut of the Sicko Satchel drop. Come on, you shameful little Sickos. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's scary. It's spooky
0: it's so eerie yeah this is this is a drop that is cg-13 um i am sorry if i'm scaring or if we are scaring any children out there all right with that drop um and with the neutered intro that i had to get to the real intro that doug had let's go to trey's first question to the sicko satchel hypothetical if all Mm -hmm. caps parentheses big if we land wimby sign miles bridges Resign pj washington and don't make any other moves mitch doing his thing what's the starting lineup i love this question we kind of dabbled into it a little bit but didn't explore it thoroughly doug i'd give this to you the first sick satchel question with the intro what's the starting lineup in that situation
1: well this is this is a Trey. just a fantastic job this is super sick this is this is dripping nose uh this is a hacky cough you're hacking up a little blood into the napkin Ooh. Um, this is a super sick question because there's so much hope tied up into it. Um, there's a little weirdness tied up into it. There's a little resignation tied up into it. So just a great job overall. But yeah, you know, I, what you I, saying? what, what Will you give that man, the starting lineup. That's <laughs> uh, tough, man, because I'll say this. I don't, if they get Wimby, do they resign PJ. I mean, I, there's a real question there if you get Wimby because I think you got to play Wimby and Mark together. I really do. I love the idea of playing those two guys together. Wimby, yes, it, it, played the center role for his team in France. That doesn't mean anything. He, he's he's a do it all guy. I mean, you know, you could play him at power forward and play Mark at center. Let him do most of the work inside. Let him go grab all the all the you know offensive boards and and let let Wimby clean it up on the defensive end and let wimby because wimby's going to want to stay outside you know to shoot threes and you don't want him constantly crashing the glass so play him with mark and then in the small forward position look if you sign miles bridges i think you you've got to move him into the starting lineup so that means gordon hayward moves back to maybe a bench roll or you go big and you say finally you know we're going to do something about this backcourt and say gordon hayward and a Miles and go a little bit bigger, and then Lamelo at the point guard instead of Terry. Maybe move Terry to a six-man role. So I'll go with that. I'll say Lamelo, Gordon, Miles, Wimby, Mark. It's a huge lineup. It's risky, yeah. but it's the kind of thing you got to do to shake up this Eastern Conference.
0: Yeah, Gordon in the backcourt is it's a it's it's a big old team, man. I yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, LaMelo at point at six, seven and Gordon, like six, eight, six, nine out there at the two spot, miles bridges being the three who often has been power forward. I like it. I do like it. I, oh man, I, you're going to get, kill, you're right. going to get
1: killed by quick teams. Uh, you know, teams, yeah. that, teams that go a little small on you, you're going to have to make adjustments. But I think you start. I mean, I think for the first eight minutes, you can survive with that lineup. You know, I I think
0: they'd start Terry. I do. I think I think Gordon Hayward would come off the bench. I I think it would be Lamelo Terry one two. I think Miles would play the three, and uh, I think you would have Wimby and Mark Williams out there. And by the way, just to try to envision how those two would play, at least at one end of the floor, I I think you would have. I think you would almost have. You could have Wimby stretch the floor with his three-point shooting right now because he's going to come in with that ability more so than Mark. But defensively, I think you could compare that a little bit to a giannis Brook Lopez duo where you have Mark Williams as Brooke Lopez, somebody that's an excellent rim protector that can sit down in the paint, play drop coverage. And Giannis is the rover that just uses his wingspan and helps out a lot. That could be Wimby. That would be So I, I really like that idea, taking that model. Uh, maybe you take the head coach too, Mike Boonholzer, but at least you take that model <laughs> with Steve Clifford. And I think those guys could be out there in the starting lineup. So I would have Gordon probably off of the bench. And all of a sudden, Doug, seven deep, Gordon Hayward, PJ Washington off of the bench. It's a solid two guys coming off of the bench for sure. So I would really like that. I want to get to some more of those questions. Maybe we can get to Jalen McDaniels and Teo in the last segment, but coming up next on locked on Hornets.
1: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet.
0: You're going to hear that drop again. I'm going to send it to it. We're going to play it. (laughs) So you're going to hear that drop and we're still going to rummage through the sicko satchel. Yellow wrote in a question about possibly trading Terry Rozier and the 27th pick for one player in particular. We'll get to that one. Plus Treo with two threes in the middle, like Alonzo Morning he asked a question about lamello and how much we love him so it's a, that this is the sickest of sicko questions we're going to get to that mm. in just a moment this episode is brought to you by ebay motors you sounded like the evil laugh out there he sounded mm. like you were the guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> this episode is brought to you by ebay motors for a championship team it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices, all of the right stuff on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sicko Satchel, once again, coming up next, Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets.
1: And would what, what I have liked to see a few more shards? Sh- shards? No, I would not have
0: liked. <laughs> that a that was, that I also shards. <laughs> I also shards. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Doug, let's go to this one coming in from Yolo, writing it in. Uh, What do you guys think about trading Terry Rozier and the 27th pick for Gary Trent Jr. to help our starting backcourt defense? And then I'll send it to the intro as well, because I forgot about that. But let's ask the question and then answer it first. Terry Rozier, 27th overall pick for Gary Trent Jr. to help the backcourt defense, Uh, at least for me. I don't know if I think awesome backcourt defense the first time I hear Gary Trent Jr.'s name I don't I don't know if I'm doing that to bolster it now if you look at some of the reports on him and the evaluation last year there was a funny quote from Kim Birch who actually said I've never seen someone as bad a defender as Gary Trent Jr. grow as much as he did and so He he gave him he gave him a great compliment, but also bashed his defense before. And then at the beginning of this season, kind of going into December, a lot of people were wondering where that went. He had decreased. He had uh, gone down again on that end of the floor. And then eventually, I think maybe leveled out just a little bit. Um, What do you make of that trade? Would you make it?
1: Well, first, this is the sickest question we've had so far. I mean, it's making me I'm going to vomit. I am going to throw up as soon as the show is over. This question is so sick because this is somebody, this is a sicko, who has been watching a backcourt in the Charlotte Hornets composed of Lamelo Ball and Terry Rozier, get sliced and diced night after night, uh, and and not even have a rim protector to help out. So it's just free runs to the rim all over the place, and they just have to keep watching. They've got the you know the little uh, clips on the eyes. They can't they can't look away. And they've just had to watch this terrible defense. And he'll this this sicko will do anything. Even take uh, Gary Trent Jr., who is on a player option right now. He could the Hornets could trade for him, and then Gary mm. Trent Jr. could say, "Actually, I would just like to exercise this player option and go somewhere else." Love it. So you can't really do that trade if you're the Hornets because of the player option situation, you, you know. And you couldn't you couldn't really get uh, much assurance on the future there. But I like the thinking, which is. Can the Hornets, especially if they get Wemby, can they address the backcourt issues and maybe add some defense that makes a little bit more sense um, so that you don't have to consider starting Gordon Hayward? Could they do something and and try to leverage Rozier or the final year of Gordon Hayward's deal to make that happen? Uh, Gary Trent Jr., if you look at the, like, O-LeBron, D-LeBron, you know, he's pretty much a slightly below average or uh, slightly below average defensive player, slightly below average offensive player. But honestly like a slightly below average defensive wing shooting guard w- would be a vast improvement over the defense from either LaMelo or Terry. So that that would be a massive upgrade. Uh so yeah, I mean I like the idea here but Gary Trent Jr is probably going to be an unrestricted free agent.
0: Yeah, and and so he's making nineteen million dollars basically th- this season. So just to kind of go with or the maybe six around, uh, but, I,
1: but I think there'll be enough interest. I, I think he'll I think he'll opt out.
0: Uh, 37% shooting from three on seven attempts per game, been pretty consistent the last couple of years. So two point percentage, not great from him overall isn't, but he's a, he's a shooter. That's what Gary Trent, uh, junior does and averaged 17.4 this past year, 18.3, 16.2, and then 15 each of the, uh, or the year prior to that. So a guy can score. I, yeah, I, I, I hate giving up the picks. I just, I find them valuable 27th overall. I know it's late. I get it, but you'd move off the Terry Rozier contract and you'd free up some space. So ultimately, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know. It's hold tough.
1: on Walker. You better hope that they trade that 27th pick for a Gary Trent jr. Because they're liable to trade this 27th pick somehow for like the 37th pick next season. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. like, you're, you're so I'll right. take Gary because Trent want, jr. No. Over the 37th pick next season.
0: I know, I know. I think you're right about that. Let's move on to the next question. Did you want to play the intro on this one? Did you want to? Did you want to get the eerie music back?
1: Come on, you it's
0: really scary. It really is. This is Thank giving you. me big time. Just, This is
1: an original composition. Yeah. I was. That's the vibe I was going for.
0: This is this these is are giving sick. Me big these time. are sick
1: people, and you know, asking sick questions, and we're two sickos trying to answer them.
0: Uh, big time fifth grade haunted hallway vibes. This is the thing that was going on in the background, and I was waiting for like five year olds to come out and scare me all the time. This is what was yeah. Playing the scary, the drill. scariest
1: thing, Walker, <laughs> is that we're going to be talking about Jalen McDaniels and Teo Maladon in the third segment. That's the scariest. That's the scariest thing that we could say on this podcast.
0: Um, no, no, it's not. This this question is the scariest. Treo, Treo number one. He wrote this in Doug do we love Lamelo because he is a bona fide superstar or because oh. he is just the closest thing we have to one oh. Oh. <laughs> w, you've oh, been so... wanting to explain how are you throwing up is there blood in your throw up um am i being graphic enough for your pleasure here to uh, talk about this blood blood question? is
1: streaming out of my eyes right now i've got stigmatas so... on both hands i am attaching myself Feel. to the ceiling <laughs> um that is the sickest thing i need a i need an exorcist to come in here i've got mm. a poltergeist on my television and and it's and it's hugo the hornet this is the sickest question do we love Lamelo because he's a fide superstar hugo. or because he's just the closest thing we have to one well look i mean i think we i don't we love Lamelo uh, because he's exciting to watch, and yes, it is relative to not having a lot of exciting things to watch. But I think I think I personally love Lamelo because he represents the Hornets having something that pre- that presents matchup difficulties for another team. Uh, Kimba did that. Big Al did that. You know, Stack Jack mm-hmm. to a certain extent did that. Uh, Gerald Wallace on the defensive end, but the Hornets have just not had a lot of elite players. And I think Mm Lamelo presents the opportunity and we just, we should just appreciate that just, you know, full stop and not say, well, it's because the Hornets don't have one. I think it's, it's fun to cheer for future superstars in the league. Well, and he's, and he's really good
0: too. Like he, he does represent hope. He is the chosen one. He is, he is like Neo from the matrix, matrix being Laneo ball. This is our hope to great, to bring us to some kind of greater promise land. Laneo ball, baby. L- that's my catchphrase. You want one that I'm going to make that for LaMelo, baby. Laneo the the person that can maybe take us and show us the truth. That is the actual Eastern conference finals appearance that we've been longing for so much. And, and I was talking about this too, with the all NBA selections, Doug. Oh, we were talking about this on WFNZ. He's really good. And so we were talking about, could you get to a third team possibly next year? We compared it to De'Aaron Fox, who clearly had a big old jump and Sacramento, experienced some success. Also, SGA had a huge jump, got first team, despite Oklahoma City not being phenomenal, being a play-in team. So there's a couple of ways. I think there's a realistic opportunity for LaMelo if there is a big jump he's got to finish better inside the three-point arc that's just the way it is he's got to get to the foul line more i don't even know for sure how much better defensively he has to get i think that is a small part in him getting all nba maybe just us valuing him more for sure and everybody else but i think there is a shot and if that's the case if you get a top 15 nod then yeah i i think he provides hope to be a superstar
1: yeah, you got to have the team success. I mean, that was the big thing with Sacramento. You have to have guys, and it all sort of works in tandem, right? If the team is successful, it's because guys are overperforming and they're staying healthy and that equals wins, and so it all sort of works together. Uh, but Clifford has talked about that. I don't know if he said this during his first run or any time during the second run, but he talks about, like, you know, for, for teams that don't go to the playoffs a lot to go to the playoffs – it requires multiple guys being in the conversation for awards because they're performing on that mm-hmm. level. That's what happened with Sacramento. That's what's going to happen if Charlotte were to make the turnaround. I think it gets kind of awkward for this whole idea of LaMelo being uh, LaNeo Ball uh, if they get Wemby because then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you just added that. another guy who's super rare. Yeah. Um, so, But I, I think LaMelo – Fortunately for the for the franchise, I think Lamelo does think very highly of himself, but I've n- I've not seen him as someone that gets like jealous by other people's success. Like when Miles oh was God, having God. the come up year, like those two were really close with each other, remain close, and it wasn't a rivalry when 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 Miles was a leading scorer, it wasn't a rivalry between those two. So I, I think Lamelo is going to play really well. I'm speaking as I'm again. I'm speaking as if this is already going to happen. I'm just putting it into the universe. He's going to play really well when they get Wim and Yama. Um so or or Scoot. Like if it's Scoot, I think same thing happens. You know, Lamelo would uh, play really well. I'll say for first team All NBA, for Lamelo to hit that, he does have to score. Like you just don't see guys that oh, aren't first centers. Team, first
0: team's going to be it's going to be yeah. So you just hard.
1: don't see guys that aren't elite scorers, that aren't centers making first team All NBA.
0: Yeah, I mean, SGA went for 30. I mean, he had a huge jump. I mean, so now the, the team success wasn't great. So I think that that's the kind of hope. But if you want to do the De'Aaron Fox example, third team, all NBA, you bring in Wimby. Well, De'Aaron had the help of DeMontis Sabonis, who also got third team. And so you had some help you both were able to lift each other up to get there. The shooting is way better with Lamello, but finishing and driving to the basket is a lot better for and Clutch scoring as well. So, yeah, I just feel like there are some paths. All right, last one before we get to Teo and Jalen. Real quickly, Doug. Um, this one is written in by uh, all caps Doug in the rundown. Um, mark Williams, to represent the Hornets. Right choice, question mark. Okay, that one is from Doug. We appreciate him contributing to the sicko satchel. You're welcome. Yeah, we got to we got to see this news. Uh, we got to see your, thank you. We got to see this dropped uh, a little bit earlier. I think it was like around, I don't know, noon today, something like that. Um, I think it's, I think it's fine. I think Mark Williams going over there as a first round pick that hit. Yeah, man. I Mitch Kupchak going to be better than Mitch showing no emotion whatsoever. Sitting there at the chair. Uh, I think Devante Graham represented us one time as well. So uh, I like Mark. PJ, like PJ's be been up there. Yeah, that's right. So what about you? Do you like Mark representing us?
1: I think it's a fine choice. It feels like they they got – they I don't know if lucky is the right word. I mean, they hit on Mark Williams. That wasn't mm-hmm. a guarantee. He comes in uh, and, and doesn't play enough games to be in, in the all-rookie selection. But I don't think there's a doubt in many fans' minds that he is the center of the future, that he's going uh, to be a defensive anchor for a team that has not had a defensive anchor in a very long time. And so, why not try to gather a little bit of, of luck by celebrating last year's uh, success? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with Mark Williams. Obviously, you know, I I want I would love them to get weird with the choice. And I don't know what that is if it's if it's Stack Jack, if it's Boris dl You know, I want I want to see some weirdness with the choice.
0: Uh, oh, but Jack, you know,
1: I'll take right. if it's Bryce Young. You know, maybe throw Bryce Young up there. Get super weird but uh,
0: I'm fine. With yeah, that would be great. All right, let, let's talk about that during the break. I would love to explore that. Who should represent the Hornets at the draft lottery? I think you should. All I right. think
1: Walker Mail should represent the Charlotte Hornets uh, for be the so draft. Scared.
0: People would blame me. You're when on the, the Hornets flagship Hornets station. It all thick. makes
1: sense. You're tall. Yeah. All
0: right. You could dunk a ball. I did. I put that video out there. Go check it out at Walker Mail, baby. It was 10 foot, I promise. All right, coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. been a long road but we conclude the player recaps of the 2022-2023 season by double dipping discussing Jalen McDaniels before he was traded to Philadelphia and Teo Maladone giving us a nice sandwich season played at the beginning and at the end that's coming up next Locked on Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. And just that I showed any kind of vulnerability. Well, you, yeah, you I just, think Nod is just going to jump. You all
1: are over. the gazelle limping yeah. through the African just, safari. I'm in
0: the mud. I'm in I'm in some sticky yeah, mud. You I are the hippo goss. stuck
1: in yeah. the mud. <laughs> yes.
0: yes. And I'm about to just get destroyed by Nas or by Notorious. By goss, Nas. By Nas. <laughs> He's going to come out with me a rap battle. <laughs> it's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. All right, Doug, let's start with Jalen. Oh, sweet baby. Jalen McDaniels got traded at the deadline for really a <laughs> second round pick. You're so
1: sad yeah, about yeah. it. You're so sad.
0: I cry. I cried to that intro that you made of the sicko satchel, and I cry to Jalen McDaniels trade to Philadelphia. Both things scare me because I thought bad things were going to happen. Um, Jalen McDaniels at the beginning of this season, really came out shooting very well, uh, trying to go back, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling back to his game log. Yeah. So if you look back, he was one of two in the debut from three point range, four of four, one of three, three of three, oh, of two, two of five, three of four. And so right there, before we get to November, just those seven games in October, he came out red hot and then hit a real cold streak where he was taking multiple threes and not making much of them at all. And uh, and so eventually, um, you know, the hot shooting would end almost a little Cody Martin-esque, except Cody's lasted a lot longer than Jalen's. And eventually they'd move on from him, Doug. Just uh, as we do the rapid fire, one segment double dip here. Uh, what did you make of the first half, right? His time Jalen McDaniels played with the Charlotte Hornets before he was traded at the deadline.
1: It was it was up and down and probably too inconsistent to really make the case that uh, they they should keep him and and invest more time and player development into him. But I think he's still a player development success story and that he did carve out a role while he was here and did become tradable. But I think, he you know, he and Mason were two players that it made a lot more sense to get rid of because it did make you slightly worse in the short term, but is not really going to harm you long term. Like I don't project Jalen McDaniels to all of a sudden to kind of pull a bowl bowl and all of a sudden become like an elite player for another team. You know, I think he's, he is going to be a role Bo player. i an
0: elite player for another team. Did you? Just...
1: <laughs> well, Bo Bo is, I mean, he's, a, I mean, he's looking like a really nice piece for the, for the magic, you know, I mean, it took a while. Yeah, I mean, they're like a lead you know, player. Maybe, no, I maybe just maybe I threw that uh, word just... out a little too lackadaisically. <laughs> yeah, but, okay. but still, no, like all right. people that you know, I think fans of the Denver Nuggets are certainly looking at that and going, "Oh, I mean, take a Malik Monk." You know, fans of Char- of the Charlotte Hornets are looking at Malik Monk and going, "Oh, well, why couldn't the Hornets just invest a few mm-hmm. more years?" And and of course, that's just not the way it works with these guys. You know, they got to travel around a little bit before they figure it out. But I think Jalen's always going to be you know, a, a role player at best. And, you know, made, I, I thought I, – his play really frustrated me a lot this season because there were opportunities for him to be a clutch three-point corner scorer, and he would just miss those time after time, fourth quarter, big situations. The ball would find him. He'd be wide open and not be able to knock it down. That was frustrating. There were a lot of turnovers that I felt like were just like, man – Role players really can't be making those kind of plays. You look at Caleb Martin, you know uh, what his role with the Miami Heat. You know, just smart basketball, constantly, just not making mistakes. And Jalen made a little, a few too many mistakes for 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 my liking. And so, you know, I think it was good that they decided to move on, especially given the context, which is they did need to get a little worse.
0: Well, the contract too, like that's, you know, I obviously didn't like the trade. I, I didn't want to do it just for a second round pick in return, but you know, if you PJ Washington, if you're going to bring back miles bridges, which we had no clue about what was going to happen with miles at the time. I mean, we kind of had an idea if you're going to shell out all this money and not trade Terry, not trade Gordon, it, it would have been dicey. And so, well, yeah, certainly they weren't tried, bring-
1: <laughs> but you couldn't, you can't trade Terry and and you might be able to trade Gordon now, but
0: yeah. Yeah, so um, they decided to move on, collect something for him. Uh, overall, I, I really liked him. Yeah, I, I thought, like, good defender. I thought success story, kind of like you mentioned, as far as a second-round pick that had that kind of ability that you know, could play 3-4. Uh, the shot wasn't falling as much at the end of the season, and so they got a second-round pick for him. Now, Teo Maladone, I will tell you this about Teo. If you look at his stats, right? played Mm-hmm. You're done. You're not going to go with the other one? Got
1: to let
0: go. Okay. Thank you. Uh played really a part of the rotation every single night for the most part until the new year. So, <laughs> December 31st. Weird. They they these things kind of coincided with holidays. Mark Williams played December 26th. Teo Maladone was out of the rotation by the new year, weird stuff like that. But Teo Maladone, the last time that he was really a part of the rotation, the first go around game 35 for him was against Brooklyn, December 31st. And if you look at his stats, that first run, he shot 41% from the field, 32 from three, two and a half assists per game on 16 minutes per contest. So would not play really at all. He played one game against Phoenix in January, still wouldn't be playing inactive, inactive all the way through game 75 to game 82. And in that last little run he had, it was much of the same. In fact, maybe even worse with the efficiency numbers. I didn't expect him to be that bad, to be honest with you, Doug, you know, not, it, it felt like we had a very positive outlook on Teo. I, these numbers are, are, really bad just as far as the (laughs) offense goes but somebody that you trusted with the basketball in his hands talk about making smart decisions i really like teo facilitating i just this is somebody that it's a cop out for a lot of different evaluations if you just like someone i do think teo is someone you got to watch play basketball in order to appreciate him because the box score is not going to help you it's just not and so maybe that's what you want to subscribe to i get it if you're not watching hornets basketball every single day and there's a lot of people that aren't, then I get it. You might want to move on. I, I think useful enough to have a roster spot on this team and I think helped out a team that was in desperate need of a ball handler and made smart decisions. I, that's how I kind of felt about him. What about you?
1: Yeah, and I think the reason he didn't play for some period of time, I don't know the exact numbers, but because the Hornets were injured, you know, they were utilizing a, a lot of guys who were on – you know, different kinds of deals that all come with sort of stipulations, you know, two-way contracts, that kind of thing. And there's game played, time served, where you got to like, all right, now now we got to make some decisions. So I, I think that was part of the calculus with Teo um playing or not playing. But yeah, mm-hmm. when he was playing, I'm surprised at those numbers too overall. And I, I yeah. think it's a case of a guy who had – you know, didn't take a ton of shots all the time, and so when he did start to take more shots, I think especially towards the end of the year, um, that probably ate into his numbers a little bit. But I think there was some early success. He can babysit an offense. You know, give the the starting good, point sir. guard a breather, give Lamelo a breather. You know, you trust him in that role for sure. Rapidly sunk. You know, he was a guy that would come in immediate energy. You know what I'm saying? Off the bench. Bam, bam. He's gonna not. He's gonna hit a three, and then he's gonna get fouled and drop two free throws. I love that kind of guy. Now, is there a better option? Are there better options out there? You know, like Dennis Smith Jr., who's gonna give you something that you probably need a little bit more, like defense. Yeah. Are Mm -hmm. there? I think you know, Teo's probably gonna be a victim of his own success in that early part of the year. And the word getting out that like, hey, tayo has got something in the tank, you know, Oklahoma City may have cut him loose too soon. I think the word's gonna get out and Tao's gonna find a better situation, better contract somewhere else, because I think the Hornets are fast running out of they're gonna they're gonna quickly run out of money in roster spots. So I think Ta Tao's probably not long for the Charlotte Hornets, but it was a fun ride.
0: Well and and by the way, he did average over eight assists in the last eight games that he played. It's a lot. And yeah, of course he was getting Dishin. a lot more minutes. He, he, he did that He did that. 34 minutes a game. He was playing a lot at the end when the Hornets finally, officially threw in the towel. But you know what? Teo Maladon has a lot of potential to be, Doug. And I mean, oozing potential. Oozing potential to be mm-hmm. a future sicko player. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. dude. Teo Maladon, I mean, could be captain. If we could be speaking about Teo three, four, five years from now, looking back on it and say, you know what? I want Teo running point. For my sicko squad
1: oh, he's got some just stiff competition losing. for briante weber Janero parga a lot of good names at the point guard spot he's got a but lot of Te- competition yeah, but i maybe. love
0: briante yeah i teo just he had just enough right and he he almost it's also sneaky too played the last eight games played the first two months but a big old gap in between might not play again for him might take teo I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to look at the sit goes. By the way, I take, sickos, I take it back. I take it back.
1: You should not represent the Hornets at the at the uh, draft lottery. I should. I don't know why I gave it to you. Okay. I'm obviously the perfect choice. Uh, I'm a super fan. I'm I'm super lucky. Um, you're lucky to have me. For example, I think I would be a great choice. Uh, I would be a responsible choice. I wouldn't do anything. I mean, but I mean seriously, if you saw me up on the podium, okay. And they're revealing the names. And then they reveal, I wouldn't do I wouldn't be Rich Cho. I wouldn't just like stare at the camera, you know, during the headlights, looking like a little sad baby up there because, you know, we didn't get the Anthony Davis pick. I would not do that. In fact, you you would not want to see the Hornets fall in the draft, because then I would pitch a fit. I'd knock over some stuff on the way out. Um, you know, I'd try That's to right. pick some fights. But if we did win, I mean, can you imagine? If Doug Branson from the Lockdown Hornets podcast were sitting up there, I think they should consider it. That's all I'm saying.
0: No, we'll push this out. Please help us with their efforts to get Doug Branson at the NBA draft lottery to represent the Charlotte Hornets. The sickest we of appreciate- the
1: sicko's. I mean, I would be representing the sicko brigade. I would I would wear, you know, a Lance Stevenson jersey that they that they are still trying to put on clearance yeah. in the in the arena. I would do it.
0: <laughs> you're a man of the people Doug we appreciate you doing that Put, putting putting Lance Stevenson's jersey on one more time to hopefully get that number one overall pick that actually seems like bad idea that seems like you would blow away the chance of getting about? the number one overall pick uh, all right thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen today now make your second listen game to game NBA every moment every top performance every result Locked on game to game covers every game from across the league with local analysis that only locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on locked on NBA available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast, the player recaps are done. So is the week. Remember Monday. Tuesday, we're going to get you primed for the draft lottery happening on May 16th. And then we'll give you a live show on Tuesday as well, going with a little double dip next week. So we got a busy week ahead. We appreciate all of your support. Subscribe to YouTube. Also check us out anywhere you get your podcast. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you Monday.